United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. I'm Julie Mason. Brian Harding is senior expert for Asia for the United States Institute of Peace, here to discuss the upcoming ASEAN Association of Southeast Asian Nations meeting President Biden will be hosting at the White House coming up in just a few days now. Um, Brian, good morning. Morning, Joy. A bit of a fraught summit coming up for the president. Yeah, in some ways it's an opportunity, though. Um, It's not nothing that the president is hosting should be 10, but it's eight leaders uh, from Southeast Asia, small countries, Cambodia and Laos, big countries, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam. Um, and it comes as really kicks off a really intense period of diplomatic engagement with Asia. President Biden will travel to Japan and South Korea later this month. In Tokyo, he'll have a summit with the quad leaders, meaning the leaders from India, Japan, Australia and the United States all together. So really entering into a period of intense engagement with Asia, even though uh, you have a crisis in Eastern Europe. And I think it says a lot about the administration's priorities. Uh, What does it say about the administration's priorities, that they're actually going to be paying attention to Asia now? uh, Yes. And, uh, you know, the administration in every way it's it's tried to make clear that what's calling the Indo-Pacific, what we used to call the Asia-Pacific plus the Indian Ocean region, uh, is the priority for U.S. foreign policy. And I mean, the fact is, this is the most dynamic region of the world. It's where the history of the 21st century is, is going to be written. And a lot of this has to do with the rise of China mm-hmm. uh, and just an intense uh, power dynamic that, that's really shifting. And the United States, these are where the opportunities are. There are areas that, you know, it's inevitable the United States is going to get distracted. Uh, but the Biden administration right here is saying, you know, the president's time is the most valuable thing in the world at the at the White House. And he's going to spend time talking about the digital economy and climate and health security with a group of uh, important countries all the way over in Southeast Asia this week. So uh, Myanmar won't be joining the rest of the gang this year. That's right. Um, so engaging ASEAN, this collect, this consensus-based group of 10 countries, has not been easy over the last 15 months at all since uh, the coup in Myanmar in February of 2021. Nine of the 10 countries will be represented, eight by leaders, one of the Philippine foreign minister is here. They have an election today. Um, but it's right that Myanmar, Burma is not at the table and nothing good seems to be happening in the country. 15 months later, we're at a stalemate. Uh, the, the the military is not able to control even most of the country. Uh, incredibly repressive. It'll be on the agenda. ASEAN leaders are just as frustrated with the situation as President Biden is. But there's some divisions within ASEAN about how much they want to pressure and isolate the military government in Myanmar. Um, some other like potential little minefields there. Like uh, um, you mentioned, the Philippine Foreign Minister. How do you like? How does the U.S. sit down with the Duterte regime? How did, like, well, we're about to have the Marcos regime. Uh, remember Ferdinand yeah. Marcos, dictator for many years, while well, his son's about to become president. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, U.S.-Philippine relations at a political level uh, are, haven't been easy for the last six years under Duterte. Uh, they're not about to be easy under Marcos. But that doesn't mean that that's the entirety of the U.S.-Philippines relationship. Mm-hmm. We have intimate history, uh, enormous Philippine-American community with ties back and forth. 
Um, there's incredible goodwill for the United States and armed forces of the Philippines, which has really kept things on the rails a bit during the Duterte administration. Uh, but this is, uh, you know, Philippines is family and, and it's, it's not easy, but uh, where we are bound to each other, each other with a mutual defense treaty and our, and our history and, and, and ties between our two peoples. The, um, the leader of Cambodia, whose name escapes me, also is a, a, a bit of a trouble spot. Yeah, his name is Hun Sen, and he's been in power for almost 40 years mm. uh, and uh, ha- has really presided over a, uh, a shift to author- authoritarianism. The promise of the Cambodia's peace accords that ended civil war 30 years ago have really, really faded. Um, and the U.S.-Cambodia relationship is not a, a strong one at all. Uh, but, you know, a quirk to engaging with ASEAN is that the chairmanship of ASEAN rotates on an annual basis in alphabetical order. And this year, Cambodia is the chair. So Cambodia, it will be hosting the East Asia Summit, the ASEAN Regional Forum. President Biden will will uh, travel to Cambodia later this year. Uh, so, uh, you know, in, in U.S.-ASEAN relations, uh, you know, it, the, the dynamics change quite a bit about who's uh, sitting at the at the chair that the year and next year it'll be Indonesia and you'll have a very different dynamic. Mm. But, uh, you know, Cambodia might be the one country in Southeast Asia that's, that's somewhat happy with the situation in Myanmar. As <laughs> it, uh, you know, it's, it's no longer the, the worst actor. So Brian, how hard do you think Biden is going to push the ASEAN members this year on China? So I think president Biden's really just trying to set up a contrast. Uh, you know, while he's hosting the 10, let's say nine, nine leaders uh, at the White House this week and traveling to Tokyo and Seoul. Um, President Xi is locked down and literally locked down uh, in China, presiding over the sprawling COVID-19 lockdowns. Um, you know, whether that shifts the sense in Southeast Asia uh, that China's rise is, is inevitable and the United States is somehow, a, you know, in some places we think it's a, you know, declining in, in influence, you know, that, that's, that's an open question. You know, Biden's really going to be focused on potential apolitical areas for cooperation, uh, supply chain resilience, digital economy, uh, climate change, health security. And he's talking basically about what the United States can do in a productive way and trying to set that contrast with China with his actions and, and the types of cooperation that we can forge rather than, uh, you know, really, um, you know, the last thing that Southeast Asian countries want is to be asked to choose between the United States and China. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think his administration is certainly smart enough to realize that. And Ukraine will also be on the menu, I imagine. It will be. Um, you know, I, I think the most important thing is that Biden is saying that despite Ukraine, he's taking the time uh, this week and also in his trip later this month to be focused on Asia. I think there's two the other you know substantive ways that it'll be on the agenda. One is just demonstrating the fragility of the international system right now uh, and why Southeast Asia needs to build its own resilience, why the United States engaged in the region is important uh, for the system in Asia. And the second is to highlight, frankly, China's tacit approval for the invasion of Ukraine. Really, really interesting summit coming up this week, May 12 and 13 at the White House. Brian Harding, Senior Expert for Asia for the United States Institute of Peace. Thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Great to talk. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.